Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Bikini and the Brain podcast. We're here with Ashley Kaltwasser. Hello. Hi. And I'm Adam. This man, his name is Adam Bonilla. <laughs> I was expecting the intro. No, I didn't. You know, I thought, no, 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 you don't, okay. you don't appreciate it. You don't appreciate you know, well, the term. Well, hey, we got to start fresh for the new year. <laughs> yes. Okay. So you guys might notice if you're a YouTube viewer, we got a new setup. Adam's always stepping up the podcast yeah. game. Long way from doing the Potato kitchen I liked uh, the streams. Potato kitchen streams. <laughs> We're so bad. Our old good, if you good go, information, just bad quality. Yeah. If you guys if you guys were a longtime listener, I'm sorry I cheaped out on the uh on the cameras and all that stuff early on. <laughs> but it is yeah, it's a big difference. It looks yeah. a lot nicer. So yeah, we did the set. We uh we painted it. We painted it white. I didn't the, I thought the wood didn't pop as much. And now we're gonna get some more lights, got some some other stuff coming in. So yeah. I love it. Yeah, it's pretty fun. It looks really legit. Like we're legit podcasters. Yeah, you know? we're over a hundred episodes deep. So Shoot. I think at this point, yeah, oh we're yeah. getting close to two hundred. Really? Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, it's we crazy. need to have a little celebration for the two hundred. I know we're in seven figures of of downloads. We got to get to got to get to eight. But that's pretty cool. Yeah. So anyway, it is it is New Year's. It is a new year. Happy New Year. It's 2023. Woot woot. And Ashley had a great relaxing day yesterday. I did nothing and it was amazing. She's not a party animal, guys. I know no. you guys are shocked by that. I did. I did, though. I went out uh, with Hugo, not New Year's Eve, the, the day before. We went to the Cheesecake Factory. Nice. And just walked around a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad, though, I did it before New Year's Eve because I heard it was pretty chaotic and it's hard to get Ubers and just parking. It's madness. But you experienced that, so yeah. good for you. I'm, I'm like, trying to avoid the crowds. Yeah, I took the monorail. I've never taken the monorail before oh. in Las Vegas. I will tell you guys, if you guys are in Vegas, it's the best, like, $5 you can spend. You could park at the Westgate, um, which is the side of town where the prep center is at. It's like a walking distance from the prep center. I mean, it's a good walk, but it's a walking distance. $5 takes you to all the hotels downtown. I didn't know. I didn't yeah. even think of that. Shoot, I was, it was even hard for me to get an Uber. Yeah, 13 it's 13 bucks, like nonstop, like getting on, getting off for 24 hours. And so we did that, dropped us off. We went downtown, we walked around the crazy downtown crowd. And what's funny, when I first moved here to Vegas, I guess it's one of the biggest places to go. It's like kind of like a New Year's, New York, uh, New Year's Eve kind of countdown thing and they shut off all las vegas boulevard and everyone's just walking in the streets it's really cool i first came here and all and i uh, mark actually told me mark anthony he was like he's like yeah it's kind of sucks because it's just like so many people he's like but if you're from vegas or you got to go to at least once like you got to go and experience it at least one time he's like i won't go anywhere because there's too many people which it was i guess 400 to five hundred thousand people go down there Oof. i know so i took the monorails they weren't too crazy and then we were down there like waiting for the fireworks and the wind was crazy and all these um the casino, like Resorts World, actually has a sign that said, due to when we might not have the fireworks show. So we ended up leaving. And then they did the fireworks show. Aww. We left like, yeah, we left like, whatever, two hours early. We're like, we're not going to wait if they don't have it. It's going to suck, you know, just walking yeah. around. It's kind of chilly. And uh, yeah, no, I'm so sad. Now I saw, like today, I saw all the explosions and Aww. all the, the things. I know. I know. It is what it is. Yeah. It's so funny, like in Vegas, like that's an actual, like, a weather issue that you got to be aware of. Like sometimes you'll wake up and you'll be like, is it foggy outside? And you'll be like, <laughs> oh no, it's just dusty from the wind. Yeah. It's like wind storms, not like rainstorms. We see rain very rarely yeah. in Vegas, but if we do see it, it, it doesn't last too long, the rain, but we will see like those windy, windy days. And you see this cloud of, of like, you think it's like smoke or fog and it's just dusty. Yeah. <laughs> it's dusty town. The, um, so I like this uh, New Year's thing. It's kind of a freestyle episode. We're talking okay. about New Year's, the things that are changing. And we also want to talk about the things that you should be doing for the New Year's when it comes to like getting ready for your shows and how you should strategically plan it. 
um, what goes through like a coach's mind with their athletes when they're planning a new year for you guys. And um, there's a lot of a lot of factors, and I think that it's good because it answers some questions. Because I obviously the biggest question that we'll get asked probably is is why Ashley does so many shows, how she can do so many shows, can I do so many shows, that type of thing. So um, it's very much per person, and you know it's nothing against anyone else who can't do that. Just genetically, they might not be you know able to, and um, or maybe they've never tried, or maybe it's a willpower thing. Maybe it's just genetics. You know, it could be we don't know. But um, we got but the first. We got to address. We got to address our address. Yes, we do. Let's address the elephant in the room, or should we say the cockroach in the corner? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we are twinning Twinies so hard right now. Coach Adam surprised me uh, last weekend with these awesome matching T-shirts. And it's if, it's if you guys are only listening, it's a T-shirt that you got on Amazon, right? Yes, yeah, Amazon, and it's a and it's a cockroach that's <laughs> dabbing. And I'm just like, wow, there's a market for this. Apparently, <laughs> it is not my merch, right? Not my merch, but it's something that Adam just randomly found and is like, this reminds me of you because I'm a cockroach and I dab sometimes. Yeah. But the dab is dead. The dab died like in 2018. I know. I don't know how you got these vintage t-shirts, <laughs> but the dab is dead. Um, but basically the story behind the cockroach, uh, just briefly, if you weren't uh, paying attention to our previous podcast, I'm like, I'm going to call myself a cockroach because you know what? The cockroach of bikini, I'll take it. You know, it's hard to get rid of me. I'm a pest. You don't want to see me there, but I just keep living. I keep doing what I do through nuclear talks, all that. I'm still here, okay, after it all. So I'm the cockroach. I'll take it. And you know what's funny is like, this is a sad story. Okay. Last week, there was one in my house. <laughs> and I, it, I was grossed out, I'll be honest. Um, I was trying to save these bugs and stuff because I'm like, oh, well, you know, they have a family to go home to. Adam, save the spider in the corner. It's, you know, that's, that's, has a family. But, man, I had nothing around that would, like, capture it like that. And I was like, oh, my God. So, like, I took this big thing of, like, like hand soap, like a gallon size. And I was like, eh. And I just kind of, like, popped it on top of the air. And it smushed. And then I said, Hugo, <laughs> you got to clean that up. I'm sorry. I did I did the hard part. Now you just got to clean it up. And he said he would, but it's still there. It's <laughs> been there for like a week. And I don't want to even look underneath it. And I feel bad because it's like one of my people, you know? Like I feel, <laughs> feel like that was part of my family that I took out or Roger. something like that. So. <laughs> and I feel bad. And it's still underneath there. And I don't want to look at it because I'm ashamed. Oh, and it's gross. That's that's a tragic story, Ashley. What a random tragic story. The end. <laughs> yeah. But that was that was in 2022 technically. So okay, it's so behind it's, me it's, now. It's, behind it's you. still underneath the soap, but I'm gonna I keep telling Hugo to clean up. He said he would. Yeah. I keep reminding him. I'll, so. I'll text him up. Hugo, dude. Please. <laughs> some maybe he'll listen to you. <laughs> he'll be like, I, Oh, I forgot. Yeah, I'm Hugo. like grossed out, like, you know, but oh, You know what I did? Um this is it kind of reminded me. Um so Kimber got me a, a PS5 for Christmas. And actually, I told her, I was like, I don't want to play these things because I get too crazy with them. And I start like, I try to beat records and they, they consume me type of thing. But we played this game. Maybe you would play it with Hugo. It's called It Takes Two. It's like a couples game. And you like do these missions together. It's the cutest thing ever. Anyway, if you guys are couples out there, that's a cute game if you, if you want to play with like your boyfriend or whatever. But it's like you're a guy, she's a girl. And then you go through this thing and you're just like trying to solve problems together. It's super cute. 
Oh, yeah. Okay, I'll look it's, into it's that. It's pretty fun. Anyway. Anyway. These are our random, our anyway, random interests. Anyway. I, I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. You go. Okay. I'll go. So before we get started, I want to start the 2023 off with some really good news. Really good news. Okay. So listen up, guys. Really cool kind of thing that I'm involved in right now. Um, so the Shoe Fairy, which is the the shoe company that a lot of the, you know, top tier athletes use for their competitions, whether it be bikini or figure or whatnot, um, they actually chose me to be like the face of their new shoe, um, which is the Olympian 2.0. Ah, and I'm so excited. I'm like honored. It's like really cool because here's the thing. I've been wearing Shoe Fairy for like years, you know, and they definitely make a difference because they're way more comfortable than the ones you get online or like one of those cheap stores. So like I've been using their shoes for years and they came out with this new Olympian 2.0 and I'm like, I got to try it. So I tried it actually at the Olympia. I got to try it before everyone else. I felt special. Um, (laughs) But let me tell you something. I felt like I was gliding on air. I'm not kidding. It made me feel like way more comfortable when posing. And thank God I had those because the stage at the finals, I can only imagine if I didn't have those shoes, how I would function because that that stage was tough at finals at the Olympia. Um, But what makes these ones unique is they're like a double strap, um, but they're not like an ankle strap. So you have that security and the cushion, but what's really unique is they're actually a 4.5 inch heel rather than a 5 inch heel, which typically most girls will wear the five inch and just that little half inch itself makes such a difference in the placement of your foot. I'm not kidding. Like you would think like, Oh, only a half inch. Like, come on. But no, it like positions my foot much more comfortably. So I'm not like so much on my toes. I'm more like a little more flat foot. And my, my arch is pretty high anyway. So that, that makes me feel more comfortable and I just feel way more secure in them. But I think it's kind of cool that I'm like, okay, I love the opportunities coming my way. I love, I love sharing the good news with you guys. So, um, yeah, but they're doing a pre-order right now. If you go onto the shoe fairy website, um, you can look up the Olympian 2.0 and, uh, if you use code Ashley K fit at checkout, you will save 10%. So you might want to do that. Ashley K fit. Check out. That code should be Ashley K feet for sure. <laughs> Ashley K feet. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm trying to make it. You know, my codes, my codes for the other products are Ashley K fits. So I try to make it like consistent. You know. So yeah, that's my good year. Well, congratulations. Good on that. Yeah, thank you. I like you. Shoe Fairy. Yeah, I've worked with them quite a bit. They yeah. give me um. Usually they'll give me like a few pairs of shoes a year as like a giveaway to just be coming to the posing classes. So every year I'll usually have like between five and ten like uh, coupons where if we have a posing class, I can give it out to like the poser of the day and, mm-hmm. and they'll just give them the a pair of shoes. The of the day. The yeah, we do these like little contests at our, at our posing seminars and stuff here. So yeah, so I'm, that's what, so I like, I like Shoe Fair. They're a good company. I'm sad that you've never tried the Shoe Fairy shoes. You they know, make a difference. I'm telling I, you, they make such a difference. I won't go that far. I'll go, I'll go pretty far, but that's my limit. <laughs> my light, I don't know if they make My light size. is heels. <laughs> what light, size are you? Do I'm you know what even, size you are in women's I'm heels? I'm not even going to tell you because I know what's going to happen with that. <laughs> what size is Adam in women's heels? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even gonna go. I'm not gonna do it. But I'm not gonna wear them. I'm not gonna do it. So it you, goes, can, you can try. Mine. It goes to that. It goes to that point. I remember one time. Very one time. Uh, I found my line, and uh, I was like, I don't know, twelve, like fourteen, like something stupid. And I was like, oh, I'll go as a, I'll go as a girl for Halloween, right? Like, so my mom like got me this dress and whatever, right? And I got, I put it on. I was like, no, I can't do it. <laughs> like, I couldn't, I couldn't do. It. I just put on one of my karate geese. I was like, I'm karate kid, I oh, guess. Oh no! But there <laughs> was, is that one video. 
You you put makeup on half my face. I did a makeup <laughs> tutorial on Adam before. That is funny. Yeah, that was my line too. I was like, yeah, like this feels weird. Ass. It feels weird. Well, yeah. a lot of people appreciated it and learned a lot from that. So. I had a girl at Nationals told me she did her makeup from the, that video. It was the funniest thing. I was like cracking up about it. Yeah. So did so, you feel pretty? I felt really weird. <laughs> I'm not like, I thought I was pretty confident in yeah. my skin. And then you go do something like that. And you're like, yeah, there's a line for me. <laughs> yeah, I got a line. <laughs> oh gosh. So, all right, guys, new year, new you, right? The whole typical thing. Um, so first off, there's a, we should talk about the things happening in the Olympia. Yeah, for the 2023 Olympia, the noose is out. Yes. So, okay. So there, everyone's kind of going crazy with this whole points thing. Which I'm gonna, I wanna go over like the positives and negatives with it. Positives, first off, not, you know, three less people in the shows, which is great. You know, we have a that's huge three and a half minutes. Yeah. That's, wow. That's something. You know, it's something. Um, but what I think from seeing the people who were going in the Olympia and chasing points, because there was a lot of girls chasing points, some of them ended up getting into the show while they were chasing points. But, but there was a lot of girls like chasing points at one point. There was like five people chasing points. Um, you know, as we talk about not everyone being able to jump from show to show like you are and, um, you know, just their body just doesn't hold up over it. Um, they're in, and a lot of times their finances don't make sense either for them to be jumping into shows to shows. There was girls jumping all over just trying to get a point, you know, and they like were doing these shows knowing that they probably wouldn't win. They would probably be getting, you know, somewhere in the third place ranking, just trying to accumulate points. In a local show or in a qualifier, Olympia qualifier, in an just Olymp to clarify. Yeah, in an Olympia qualifying show. And, you know, I think what happens with those girls is, is the obvious thing. They're not going to win the Olympia. They're not going to be top 10 in the Olympia. If they can't beat everyone at the local qualifiers, they're not going to beat everyone at the world level, right? So it just doesn't make – so I, th I think that's it, smart for that for a few reasons. One, for the health of the girl who's, who can't do all the shows and is trying to make improvements from show to show. She can't really make improvements from show to show if she's constantly doing shows and dieting and peak weeking into shows, just chasing a couple points, just trying to get in. Going there knowing, you know, I'm not going to have a chance at this getting in the top 15 anyways. It doesn't make any sense to me, you know, so especially for the when finances are taken into consideration because a lot of girls don't have like a, a good sponsorship that's going to pay for the whole the whole thing every time. So I think that's good for them, good for the health of the girl. Um, and it does shrink the Olympia, you know, like 5%, you know, so it's like, but it is like, it's not going to be noticeable on that thing. Everyone's losing it. Like, oh my gosh, all these opportunities are gone. <laughs> Especially in bikini. There's yeah. no real argument for that. I think if anybody were to make that case, it would be like maybe fitness, maybe men's bodybuilding, open bodybuilding, but for other, uh, you know, other divisions, it's, uh, you believe me, you'll have plenty of opportunities. We even saw last year, there was a weekend where there was literally in the same weekend, four pro bikini shows. Now, they weren't all in the USA. Some of them were overseas. I think two of them were in the States and then two of them were overseas. But still, like, there will be plenty, plenty, plenty yeah. of shows. And, you know, going by the patterns of previous years and up to this year after the COVID, more and more shows appear on the schedule every year. So what you see on the IFBB schedule now isn't the finalized thing because sometimes we even see, you know, shows pop up like literally within the month of it happening. Yeah. Like, oh, they got pro bikini at the show now. Wow. Okay. It's like a little short notice thing. So you always got to pay attention. But I think, you know, with that being said, since shows pop up, if you're able to, you know, keep it 
together, keep it in check in your off season, you might be able to quickly prep for a, a show within a month, you know? So all depending. And of course she'll go into that, but yeah, it's not going to be that big of a change for a bikini at all. Yeah. It looks like there might be just a couple shows that aren't going to happen, but for the most part, all of them look like they're happening. Yeah. And I'm sure there's new so, shows too. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So. It looks like there's, pro- there's like a few shows that I'm, I'm seeing that aren't there at least right now. So it's, and there's probably going to be a few shows that come up. You're probably right. So it's yeah. probably gonna be an even wash somewhere in the, um, you know, 50 range of competitors next year, yeah. unless, um, people are busy again and start doing, you know, multiple shows, which is actually, inc- I love it. I hope wink. they do. Yeah. That was a wink. <laughs> Ash- Ashley's up for the challenge right now. Mm-hmm. She wants to, she wants to compete a lot. So, uh, yeah. Speaking of which, what's your, what are your plans this year coming up? <sighs> well, let's see. You know, I always feel like as far as like plans, I am a very play it by ear person. I do know that obviously I want to keep going. I feel great right now. You know, I had after Olympia and I had time to reflect and sleep. I got to, I slept a lot better recently. Yeah. You know, some of it was because I was sick, but boy, did I need that rest. And once I slept that much, I'm like, is this what normal people feel like? (laughs) Like I was, it was unheard of. Like when I was sick, I was sleeping like nine hours and then like eight. And, and it, I will say that as I was getting better, as I'm getting better, I'm sleeping less now, but I'm like, ah, it was good while it lasted, but I feel pretty stocked up on sleep. But yeah, I, I definitely want to take on this year and compete as much as like, you know, my motivation allows me to. And as much as my body is, I think sometimes I do got to be careful. And, and Adam's like the gatekeeper because sometimes they get overly ambitious you know, and I'm like, no, I want to do them all, <laughs> every show. You know, if, yeah. if it wasn't Adam holding me back, I might do 10 shows in a row. <laughs> but I, it's like, you know, something we did discover about myself is like, you know, if we're doing like a week to week scenario or a scenario where there's like two weeks in between, usually like three is about the limit. Yeah. And then after three shows, it's like I start to get small. Yeah. It starts know? getting a little bit. Yeah, a little smaller. Yeah, so I don't really, I don't really have the rebound issue as much as just getting so small, yeah. <laughs> just like depleted. So that's something to keep in mind. But I, you know, obviously play by ear. But I'm, I'm excited with like the momentum I have from the Olympia coming in, and I, you know, that third place two, two years in a row definitely gave me more confidence. Like, oh, dang, I'm kind of good at this. Okay, <laughs> I love it. You know, so. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm so excited. And hopefully you're able to come to the shows too. And would, maybe yeah, we can go to. somewhere fun. It's been um, a little while since we've traveled. I was thinking about that the other day. I was talking to Kimber about it. About we haven't been to anywhere like cool in a while, right? Oh, well, I have like, an idea for you. I'm going to tell you after this. We've been in the States and States are always cool. But I mean, at this point, have we been to all 50 States? I mean, I've probably been to at least oh, no, most you, of them. You've not been. No, Northeast. Been I don't go Northeast as much. But everywhere else, I pretty much have gone. Yeah. yeah I don't think I've been to every state. Okay, there's a few that, like, just don't have shows, right? Like Maine, Rhode Island, I haven't been there. But the, yeah, there's just, but I've, I've been to so many, and it's just, like, it's kind of the same now, you know? Um, but, yeah, it would, it would be fun to go somewhere cool. It would be fun to, to do something cool. Oh, don't you worry. Yeah. You'll have plenty of opportunities. Some of my best, op- my best memories were, like, Japan, Korea was cool, too. Like, those places are pretty fun. Canada was cool, too. I like Canada. I like Canada. You guys it's are very, nice. I I plan on competing there, too, Adam. Yeah, it's very... Canada's very... It pretty much feels like the U.S., just different currency, yeah. and the people are a little nicer. A little you know? nicer. Yeah, <laughs> I will say that. People are definitely nicer in, like, certain areas. They're really... They're just nicer, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's nice to go... Sometimes, I will say, you know, whenever... Depending on what country you go to, sometimes it's such a big culture shock yeah. that it's, like, almost, like, a little overwhelming because it's, like, you can't navigate where you're supposed to be. You can't speak the language 
language. I think the the show that I went to with the biggest culture shock, and I could honestly say this was culture shock to the extreme. When I went to India, I was like so happy to be home when I got back. I remember I got I landed in the JFK airport and I just like hugged the floor. I'm like, I missed you, America. I'm home. So, you know, but yeah, let's compete. Let's compete and travel and do all the crazy things. That's my, my, one of my sayings is do all the crazy things while you still can do yeah. all the crazy things. I want to go to it. I know I want to go to at least the UK at least once this year because I haven't been in a while. And, um, when I do there, when I go there and have seminars, like it's a really good turnout. Like last time we had to limit it at 50. It was the last time I went. So it was a, I would like to do another one there. Yeah, because you had two opportunities to go to UK <laughs> last year and then the year before. Yeah. But you have to plan it better to where you know you're going to take a week off from work. Though. Yeah, it's the time or change the is the hard part. That is hard doing like check-ins. check-ins on the plane and stuff. Yeah. It's like typing it off. But so, yeah, you're kind of, you got a lot going on here, which a lot of people don't know about. Like, because, you know, you're the head coach, but they don't know you do like everything on the back end too. So yeah. it's a lot. On I like your plate. it. I like it. It's I fun. Know. It keeps me busy, but yeah, traveling, traveling gets in the way. So, all right, let's go into the kind of the game planning for, okay. So you've seen Ashley, she competes all the time. She loves competing. She does it cause she loves it. She's not trying to accumulate, you know, wins. That's not really like the goal. It's just, I'm already in the Olympia. So yeah, it's, that's so it's, not the reason why. Yeah. So she just I'm loves not it. trying to qualify or anything. Yeah. She just loves doing it and it's fun and, and she makes improvements throughout the year and learns. Keeps me focused. Yeah. And it keeps you focused. And so motivated. Maybe, maybe you're one of those people. Maybe you're one who wants to do that. So let's go into some positives of why you'd want to compete often um, and who can do it. Okay. So I'm going to give it to you from like the coach's perspective of who can do these things, why you should do these things and go from there. So the first few things I want to look at is how ready are you for your goal? So if your goal is to be a pro, um, you know, and you have that much muscle already, like you're pretty much there and you're just trying to get better and you like competing, I say, yeah, go for it. I say, have fun, compete. Maybe you're one of those girls who has a good amount of muscle where it's like kind of bordering on being too much muscle. Maybe you're one of those girls. Well, then competing for you all the time, no problem at all. And it's going to help your coach get better at peaking you. It's going to help you stay motivated for shows. Um, and, and you're just going to, you're going to fine tune it. And then when you get ready for a national show, it's going to be a walk in the park. It's going to be the same thing that you've already been doing. And you're just essentially using the same recipe you've been using for the last recent shows. <clears throat> It'll make it really easy for your coach to have a good understanding of what to do with that. Um, it was funny. I was talking the other day about, uh, some of the athletes. We're talking about this pretty muscle thing. I, I've kind of coined this pretty muscle and it's kind of becoming a topic. So people are talking about it as in like, what is it? Define it. And I'm like, it's hard to define. It's just, and so basically it's, you know, having round full muscles without being super, super dense or super strided or is dry or dry. veiny. Yeah. Roadmaps. So squiggly veins. <laughs> yeah. So like the, I was looking at it as like a, like a, if you see like a construction worker who's always in the sun and he's been, he's like kind of jacked, like that grainy, hard, dry muscle, you know, that's kind of the non-pretty muscle. You wouldn't want that on a bikini competitor. You want full round muscle. So it's a little bit softer. It's uh, round and full. It looks healthy. You know, it doesn't look like you've been dieting for 20 weeks to get there. Like you've been doing three hours of cardio to get there. Like it looks, you look healthy and vibrant and like it's how you normally look. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, I had, you know, I had one athlete that I did her first show and it was just like a warm up show for us. And she ended up getting like second place at like a local show, but it was before we went to nationals. And I was like, Oh wow, you get like kind of, kind of hard and dense during these like peak weeks. She just started like turning up. It was, it was weird. 
But luckily, I learned that about her because then two weeks later, we went and we got a pro card at, it was Universe, I think it was. And it's funny because the difference in those two pictures is dramatic. And then I had another one last year where it was like her first pro prep and we went, she was a little bit too dense and then we just softened her up, got that round pretty muscle. So the thing is, you know, the more reps your coach is going to get with you, the, the better that end result's going to be too. They're going to get some data collection. So um, that's going to be a really powerful tool if, but you have to also be muscular enough to afford that. That's the thing. If you're someone who's really trying to put on muscle and you want to compete a lot, I would say, you know, I, I would probably recommend against it if you're someone who still needs to make a lot of improvements. So let's say you're someone who needs more shoulders and more glutes, you know, the typical things in bikini, maybe more lats. And you're trying to like get ready for a show. Be like, I just want to compete. I just want to compete. I'm like, well, if you just want to compete, that's one thing. But don't say you want to get a pro card this year. And if you, and if you do want to get a pro card this year, maybe wait until the, you know, July timeframe and start hitting the pro qualifiers as your shows that you do for a string of shows for a period of time. Uh, and then based on how you do in those shows, so maybe you'd start in, let's say June, do a local show and just a local NPC show, qualify for nationals, then go to universe. And if you do okay there, then go to USA's. If you do okay there, then go to uh, North Americans. And based on how you do at those shows, then you can decide, okay, am I being unrealistic? And do I need to just take time off till next June? Or should I keep going because I have enough muscle? I just didn't hit my peak right, whatever, right? So that's how I would approach those girls. If you're getting this new year and you're like, I want to compete a lot, but you don't have enough muscle, kind of, I would say, start waiting till that June timeframe because you get that cluster of pro qualifiers that really gives you a lot of opportunities to go pro. Um, and it gives you opportunities to do a lot of shows in a short period of time where you can go pro, where you're not like jumping into the first national show and then the last national show and the middle national shows. And you're pretty much prepping all year long by that. And at the end of the year, you realize, Hey, I didn't make that much improvements. All I was doing was shows from, from show to show. So just game planning wise, um, is, is just some strategic ways of looking at things on how you're going to approach your season this year. Mm -hmm. And with that being said, I will say this things that seem like a good idea now in the future, sometimes they don't turn out that way. So be cautious of how um, early you turn in your your contest uh, fees and forms. But also at the same time, everyone wants to compete a lot, but no one does. And I always say to Adam, when people say they want to compete a lot, what do I say? You'll believe it when you see it? Close. <laughs> That's what they all say. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if you can do it, then that's great. It's, yeah. you know, it's because you might be super motivated and fired up right now, but sometimes like if things don't go your way or if you're feeling crappy or, you know, you're just tired and cranky at the time, you might be like, yeah, you know what? I'll just I need a little break. And that's okay. That is totally fine. You know, I think that sometimes I've jumped the gun some in some scenarios too, where I'm like, oh man. I regret doing this, but I did it anyway. But it's, you know, you really got to listen to your body. So play it, you know, week by week. And if you're in a good mindset to continue on, go for it. Do all the crazy things if your body allows and your mindset allows. Because that's another big thing I don't think people think about is like, where's your mindset at? You know, are you super motivated now? But are you the, the type that like, if things don't necessarily go your way, are you going to get like a little salty, a little like, ah, I'm dome over this, I need a break, you know? So it's important to kind of listen to not only your body, but your mind too, yeah. because you're not going to get the same workouts if your mind isn't into it. You can go through the motions all day, fit, do your same workouts, but if you don't put that intensity and intention behind your lifts, um, you're not going to get the same results. And I think that's something that's hard to necessarily um, 
measures your like intensity, right? Like when you're lifting in the gym and I've been guilty of this too, where it's like, man, maybe I wasn't going as hard as I thought, you know, in the last few weeks because I was tired. I was cranky, even though I was going through the motions was my mind, uh, my mindset there, you know? So it's very important to listen to your, your body and your mind. Yeah. I think that's really important too, that you're talking about that. Um, and, and that you're doing a show that gives you that motivation and purpose too, because if you're just stringing shows together and you're just not really like, let's, I want to go to two things that you said there. So one of them is that you're doing shows that are targeted for your goal, not just to do it, you know? And so I have like, for example, I have um, like master's competitors and, and in master's competitors, you're not going to have the same amount of pro qualifying opportunities throughout the year as like an open competitor would. So, you know, USA's uh, nationals, they don't have like a master's category, right? Junior USA's, junior nationals, they don't have the master's pro card quali- uh, category. So looking at those shows too and where, where it makes sense, July also is another good option for like master's competitor, especially if you're one that needs to make improvements because you have master's nationals in July, you have universe, you have North Americans in, um, I think it's in usually late September, early August. So you have like that cluster of shows. So like I've had master competitors like, oh, I just need to compete just to compete, like just for me and so for my mind, whatever. And I'm like, but what's what's the purpose? You already you already can get into those shows, those master shows. You need to make improvements. Why are we doing a show in whatever February, right? Like it doesn't make any sense. It's like, oh, it's just for me to keep me on track. But I'm like, that would make sense if you have all the muscle you need. If you need to have, if you don't need to make any improvements, but you still need to make a lot of improvements. Like hold back. Like don't just do the show just to do the show because it's something to do. Like there's other things you can do instead of that. If you want to get on stage, you could do the angels fashion show. You know, you don't need to be in, in shape or in show shape to do like an angels fashion show. You just do it for the fun of it. Right. But show is going to take something out of you and you only have so many of those in you that year. We don't, you know, if you're that person that can do show to show to show, then, then great. But if it's not for you yet, if you don't have the, the fullness and the muscle and you slowly make a lot of improvements, you're not going to be making as much improvement uh, when you're getting ready for shows as when you're in your off season, kind of making those imp- in the improvement season, I guess I should say. So just pay attention to that too. And then the other thing that you talked about, which I really like how you mentioned it because it is a real thing. And I've had it happen. Um, I actually had it happen last year to one of my clients where she got, I mean, she got worked at a local show and I was like, how did she get worked at a local show? I mean, I'm talking like last place. And I was like, how, like, this doesn't make any sense. Like you just got off that, it was like, it didn't make sense because she got second at a national show. Like a, that, and I was like, how did you get worked at a local show? Like, I, like I was thinking, she's like, yeah, I'm just going to jump in the show. And all right. So she was going to jump in. And, um, and I was like, yeah, cool. Like you're in shape. Go for it. Right. Type of thing. Let's just do it. It was like a fun thing. It was a small show. It was like at a high school type thing. And, um, she got worked and it really messed with her mind. And I was like, I was like, Hey, like you're just too muscular for the girls that were there, but you're exactly where you need to be for a national level. Mm-hmm. And that's what I told her. She was too muscular, right? I'm like, don't let that mess. You. And it really did. Like, it's hard to listen to your coach in that scenario because you just got last out of like six girls, right? It's, it's, and it messes with your head and it's hard to stay motivated at that. Like you start thinking, am I really good? Am I really ready? Was that just a fluke that I got second? And then she went right into nationals. I got a second place again. And I was like, see, I told you it was just that like one off weird show. The judges aren't super experienced with, with, uh, you know, at a, at a small local show like that, maybe this is just the judges just weren't experienced and they don't know what the pro level looks like. They're not, they're not used to seeing it. And you were just so wow. So other that that specific show was not the one for you because everyone was so small and so soft around mm-hmm. you, but got to write to nationals and she stands out like yeah. she's like a standout. Right. So she's, she's gotten, yeah, she's gotten, 
or she got third at the next the next national show. I think it was. so. She got a second and a third. I think she'll get a pro card this year. That's but what's it's, up. But Good it's, luck to her. Yeah, yeah. I'll show you her after, and you'll be like, "How did she?" I'll show you. She looks incredible. She knows who I'm talking. I'm not going to mention her by name because of the placing. But um, when you when you look at her, you're, you're going to be like, "How did she ever?" Like even in her off season, <laughs> she didn't ever get sixth place out of six girls at a local show. But it's just that's how it goes. So it's just something you also I think it's a good thing to touch on because you might be that girl. And um, for example. <clears throat> You know, I'll give you another example of that. That's with um, with Anya. You know, Anya got her pro card and she never won an overall at a local show. The judges in Colorado thought that she was too muscular. Like a few years ago, they were, the, the judging wasn't where it is now. And they thought she was too muscular for the overall. And I was telling the judges, I was like, dude, how are you not giving her the overall? This is crazy. It's been three times now, right? I'm like, and I'm, I'm not someone who's going to like go up to them and like complain. But I was like, it's, she's clearly the winner in at least two of the last three ones, like clearly. And they're like, oh, she's just bottom heavy. No, no, no. Like, and so these things at the local shows can mess you because the judging isn't the same as like a national level. Because just like a national, like a let's say Olympia level athletes, the Olympia level athletes are the cream of the crop. The Olympia level judges are the cream of the crop. They're the most tested. They're the best eye. So just take that into consideration. Like you're probably at your local level, if it's really small, you're probably not going to get the Sandys, the Tylers, the Tarek Tamers, right? The Tarek, the uh the Tim Gardeners and stuff like you're not going to get the cream of the crop judges. So it's going to sway a little bit. So I do recommend to you for confidence reasons, whatnot, try to get, do the shows where they're judging because it's going to give you some really good feedback. But the funny thing is the Anya one, um, when she didn't win the overall at the last one. And I was like, Hey, like she's clearly going to be the winner. And, um, they're like, Oh no, cause they just didn't know. She went to her next, her first national show six weeks later, looked exactly the same one or pro card. And I was like, I was like, that's the difference of, you know, getting in front of the, the, you know, the cream of the crop judges. Like if you're in, um, if you're in Colorado, Dylan Armbrust, the awesome judge, he judges pro shows, like get in front of him, get in front of Tyler. He's there often too. Sandy's there often. So just look for those shows throughout this year, because it's going to be really helpful if you're trying to go pro. Now this is like an, if you're trying to go pro thing, if you're not trying to go pro, just go anywhere, just have fun with it. You know, don't, you know, have fun with it. Don't take it too seriously and just try to be the best you you can be. Mm -hmm. But if you're trying to go pro, like there's a path to it. And so try to find those judges, try to find the right shows, try to, you know, cluster your shows around what makes sense for your body. You know, again, if you're a really muscular girl, you could do probably more shows. If you're not a muscular girl, you need to put on more muscle. You need to game plan that a little better. So, um, so something to think about in the new year is going to be your strategic game planning of what shows you should do. And that's something you should talk with your coach about and come up with that plan beginning of the year um, based on the improvements that you need to make. Heck yeah. And don't forget to get judges feedback, especially if it's a high level judge, they're going to yeah. give you some very valuable feedback and don't be too stubborn to accept it. You know, they know what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> so it's definitely important. And, you know, I think too, something else to be said, like, um, you can also improve doing shows um, throughout the year, even if it's not necessarily physique related. And I find that a lot of girls that are like timid, nervous, the more shows they do, the less those nerves shine through. So, um, you know, I always say you can practice in front of your coach all day with the posing. You can practice in front of your iPhone all day. You can practice in front of a mirror all day. But there is no practice like stage practice because 
those nerves are a different level. And sometimes you don't even realize you have the nerves until you get on stage. So it's important to kind of get comfortable with like just being in front of people, especially if you're naturally quite timid or bashful um, or get a little bit of stage fright. So that's something you can improve on. You can improve your posing. You can improve like your hair, your makeup, tan, suit color. You might go to one of these little shows and be like, oh, I, you know what? I thought my makeup was uh, matching my, my face a lot better or my makeup my face makeup was matching my body a lot better but it turns out once you saw the pictures and you got your feedback I guess it wasn't you know so things like this you're going to learn and it definitely does accumulate over time and I always say this too is like even on shows I win, I'm always going to learn something because I'll look at my pictures and be like, mm, oh, when I did this one pose, like my hair was covering my shoulder on this one side or or I had a hair frizzy sticking up in the back. I need to be careful of that for next time. Anything like that. Or this lipstick color, you know, it doesn't really uh, shine through as much as I thought it would when I was in my hotel room. But when I'm under the stage lights, it looks different. So it's a constant learning lesson. You can definitely gather so much information from competing, whether you win or you don't win. Um, there's ways you can improve. But I think it's also something to be said, too. There is no problem and no shame in the girls that want to compete maybe twice a year, and that's it. Some people like to recharge their battery all year and save it all for that one show, and that is perfectly fine. You know, I think um, your lifestyle has a lot to do with this, your mindset. But also, like, what, like, wh what does your work think of it? Do you have a, a job to where it's unrealistic for you to travel uh, two times a month or something to a different state, or even just to get out of routine or whatever like that? You know. So I think that's something to be said too. Is like, what kind of lifestyle do you live, and what's more fitting for you? Because you know, some people won't be able to compete much. Maybe they live in the middle of nowhere, and there's only one show in their area per year and they don't have the the funds or even the time to travel and make a whole weekend out of it because you know a lot of girls will just drive to the show on on that day and then drive home at night and you know not stay at the host hotel and that's fine you know but that would have to be more of a local situation so it's it's no issue and there's no shame and if you just want to compete a few times and just muster up all that energy and battery for that one one special show yeah i think that that's a I think that's a really good thing to actually talk about because especially if you're within your first like year or two, you know, these days in bikini, it's probably going to take you three years for most people to like max out their bikini. I'm ready for a pro card physique. I would say that that's a pretty standard thing now to getting a pro card, just the amount of muscle that you need these days. Um, so if you're, you know, you're like in year one and you know, you need a lot of muscle. I think that's a great idea for you to go in and just do two shows, maybe do both of them in June or whatever. And then, you know, have your beach body kind of there already and then, you know, enjoy it and kind of, you know, start making your improvements and look at next year doing it because it is going to take you a little while for, for getting that pro level physique. So I think that that's a great idea to mention too, a great thing to mention. Um, and a lot of times it just makes sense for these girls that you see compete one to two times a year um, because the, maybe the cost benefit for them, right? Like maybe they're super, super busy with their work and then it takes a lot out of them mentally to get ready for a show. Um, there's some, you know, there's some girls that are like just super popular already on Instagram and they're already like making their living off of being a social media person. And it doesn't really have a huge benefit to them for them to compete more often. There's all these different factors for whether it makes sense for you to compete or not, um, on a, on a frequent basis. So it's really up to you. It's up to your body, up to your mindset, 
Um, and you know, all these different factors I think are, are huge things to take into consideration this year in game planning out what's going to be best for you. But I do think it is important too to actually game plan it out, you know, mm -hmm. to have like, okay, what's the goal? What, how many, you know, if, if you're one of those people that aren't going to jump into a lot of shows, I think with your scenario where we're like, well, we'll see how many shows you do and how your body holds up is different because we're trying to just do a lot. Yeah, but, but, it, it, but the smart way. Yeah. It, such a, such, so much strategy goes into us choosing a show more than yeah. people realize so much strategy. It's like, well, if I do this show, will I be, will I be leaner for that show? Or will that make me flat for this show coming up in this and that and this and that? Yeah. And if I go right from this state and I just fly to this state, I won't have to get jet lag. You know what I mean? So yeah. there's a lot that goes into it. I don't think people realize it's a whole a lot of like half of it's like a mental thing yeah. too, and it's, like being smart about how you prep and for what shows and why. Yeah. And then looking at, you know, the end result, right? Because right. obviously the goals are the big, the big show, like the Olympia. So it's like, okay, how, how taxed are you going to be during this phase? Like, have we have enough time to make an improvement before the Olympia? Like, will this eat up some of the gains? Like, it's like a mm -hmm. whole, it's a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and also a lot of it has to do with like the judges feedback too. Like last year, a judge told me, Ashley, you're getting a little small. I would suggest you take a few months off and uh, try to build a little bit. And Hey, we, when a judge tells me that I listen. Okay. So that's that's why I wasn't like competing there for a few months, but man, I missed it. A, those were bad days those for you. Those are hard yeah, for Ashley. me. I, she was getting anxious. I hated it. And then like every weekend shows were going on on social media. I could see it. I'm like, I don't want to look at it. I, I should be there. <laughs> what if I was there? That looks so fun. Yeah. Look at that stage. It's so epic. I want to be there. Yeah. I was getting FOMO so bad, but you know, you got, you got to do what the smart thing is. Cause you know, I, I, <laughs> Your mind can tell you one thing, but your body can tell you something else, right? Your mind says, no, we like this. This is fun. Keep going. But if your body's like, oh, we're, we just need to be fed and, and more pumps, you know? So like it, you gotta, it, it's a balance and you gotta be smart about it. I think taking everything into consideration, I think that we did, we pretty much maxed out the year. I think we did a pretty good job last year. Yeah. Hopefully Even though part of me is like, well, what if I were to compete a few more times? Yeah. I mean, well, but I had, I, I liked how everything went last year. I yeah. think, you know, I always give the scenario, well, yeah, I could have done that show or I could have refrained from doing this show and worked on building a little more or whatever. And if you were to roll the dice and, and would you do it the other way? It might be better for you. It might not be. If you were to take the whole year and do anything different, I don't think I would. Yeah. I wouldn't roll the dice. I, I'm content. Yeah. If that makes sense. It was a good, you yeah, it was solid. You had some big shows, some big wins. Um, it was a cool year. And I a learned a lot and learned a lot about my body. And I think it was really um, encouraging that even throughout, I'm like, I'm still making improvements. Yeah. Like that, when I won the Arnold Classic UK and I saw my pictures, I was so happy because I'm like, oh, there's, oh, I got more potential left in me. Okay. Yeah. I look better than I ever did. So like, I'm like that was a sign that like, oh no, we're not, we're not getting worse. We're getting better. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's, it's been cool to see for people to see it too. It's it's definitely changed the game and you're seeing other people kind of mimic it too, where they're copying and I'm not saying, I want to say copy, but like saying, I guess taking your lead by example and saying, oh, maybe I can do that, you know? And that's the cool thing is the questions being asked now. So I think for a long period of time, um, bikini competitors started kind of thinking they were bodybuilders. And I was like, you know, bodybuilders, they'd compete once a year, twice a year. Um, and then people just started doing that, you know, just kind of trickled its way down to bikini and I'm like you guys it's totally different like it's not you don't need to peak that hard you don't need to get as lean you don't need to you know do all these things to, to look like that 
And with bikini, you can actually do a lot of shows if you wanted to. You know, it's supposed to be a more maintainable, more realistic, achievable look for longer periods of time. And so it's nice that you did this for so long. Because at first, everyone was like, oh, it's dumb. It's going to cost you this and all this muscle. And then a nine. I don't know why you guys are doing it so much. And then now it's kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah, maybe I'll try to do the Ashley thing. And it's like yeah. a thing. It's it's like our living experiment. You know? That was like a good thing to prove because like the, my best looks came at the end of my season, not the beginning. Yeah. You know? So if we're going by that theory, it would have been the opposite. I would have just gotten worse throughout the year, but yeah. I was getting better. So that's like encouraging for me. And I love... I love surprising myself like that. So it was all good. And I, I can't wait to see what this year brings. And like I said, I do plan on competing a lot. But as long as it's smart and Adam might have to hold me back at times. <laughs> be like, Ashley, mm, we're getting a little too small. Okay. You need to like focus on the lifts. But, you know, we're going to play it by ear. So, um, you know, I definitely want to compete in the shows I competed in last year because they were fantastic. There's a reason why I competed in them, and especially the ones that I've competed in yearly, you know. Uh, but we're going to just play it by ear and be smart about things because, you know, we always say this too. is like, yeah, we could, I guess, t you know, technically I'm already qualified for Olympia, so I could technically take the whole year off and only compete at the Olympia or whatever, but that's not a guaranteed thing. So that's like put they that's like putting your eggs all in one basket, hoping and praying you're gonna look better at the Olympia. And if you don't, it was like a waste of the year. And it's like I could have competed there and there and there. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you know, there's pluses and minuses to you just like staying in one spot, built trying to build, build, build. But there's the minus of you know that would be you're gonna lose focus. I'm not gonna be as motivated. Um, I'll probably get a little fluffier than usual, which you know. That's another thing too, is like, if you get, if you put like more fluff on, it's going to be harder to get off. And then your focus then becomes leaning out rather than maintaining your muscle. So I guess those factors, but ultimately like, I would just feel like I missed out on a whole year of like competing just because I was hoping and praying I looked better, but you know, I did make improvements throughout the year. Yeah. Now they were not drastic. It's not like, whoa, it's a totally different person, but you know, it's improvements and throughout yeah. the year and if I can make little improvements here and there, then we're good. As long as I'm not backtracking. That's what we got to be careful of is I don't want to backtrack. I don't want to look worse and worse and worse. I mean, of course, not every show is going to be 100% perfect. I might come in a little off at some point, but the generally, like if it's something that's like, you know, whoa, we're really losing a lot of muscle, then we got to put the brakes on and be like, okay, time to focus on the lifts a little more. And, and I think some of it too is just like the travel itself is, is what kind of sometimes um, can prevent me from getting in good lifts is because it's like there's a lot of planning that goes into shows and you have to train a certain way on peak week. You know, you have to diet down a certain way on peak week, but the traveling, it, it messes up like your flow. Like, if I'm if I have to travel to a show and then I'm jet lagged when I come back and the post show hangover, like I'm not gonna get good lifts that week, honestly. Like it kind of sometimes, depending on how exhausted I am, it can take like a week for me to recover and just to feel normal and get in normal lifts again and my strength again because everything's like off, you know. So um, whereas like if I'm just you know here at the contest prep center in my little routine, I can get solid lifts and I'm pretty much guaranteed really good lifts, right? Whereas like. You know, you go to you go to like the UK or something. Like, I hope I can get in my my lifting this 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 day. Might land and I feel like I'm jet lagged and I have to sleep. Yeah. You know, so a lot to consider with everything. 
So um, with that, guys, too, that are listening on Instagram, if you guys want to ask any questions about this year coming up, happy to, to throw those questions in here live because we're kind of doing a freestyle um, New, Year's, New Year's one. But uh, one thing I also wanted to go into when we talk about making improvements like in the new year and one thing you're talking about, which was there's no substitute for actually getting on stage and being on the show uh, on show day. Um, so that's definitely true, but a, a good, a good second option of that is if you are going to like a posing class. And yes. So we're going to have, we're, we're still going to have those every month. We don't do them in January because there's no shows and no one really shows up because no one's in shape because it's got Christmas time and all that. Everyone's like, Oh, I'll do it when I'm close to my show. We'll start those up in February again, but we're also going to start the, doing them with uh, booty boot camp before the posing class. So we'll do our, our posing class normal time, um, which is usually 11. And then we'll do our booty boot camp like right before that from like 10 to 11 and have a um, booty boot camp. So that's going to be fun. Um, if you want to meet people or you're in Vegas and planning on that, we'll start posting those times up usually about two weeks before the, the, um, before that. Actually, we could probably pick our, our February time pretty easily. We'll have to ask the coaches because, yeah. because there's no shows. So it doesn't really there matter. There is a show. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it's here in Vegas. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I was, I was saying pro shows, pro shows. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, we don't structure on the pro shows, stru structure on the MPC shows. Yeah, we have to that's that's that. going to affect the most competitors. But yeah, like you said, if you can go to like a posing class or clinic in your area, if you're not local to Vegas or have no plans to come out, although we would love to have you here. Um, you know, I think just staying in the competition environment is motivating. So, you know, for example, um, there is a there is a women's workshop on January 21st in Arizona. Um, and, you know, I know a lot of people will be going to that. But, you know, find a posing class in your area or even like maybe even a gym that has like a lot of competitors that, you know, be in the environment and surround yourself with that environment and encourage I encourage you to go to like actual shows like if there's one around you don't have to compete there but just watch because I'm telling you you're going to get so much motivation from being in that environment you're going to be like oh these are my people okay I'm motivated because even when I go to even an NPC show right a show that I, I wouldn't even be able to compete in I get motivated I'm like oh I love that you smell that spray tan in the air. You see competitors all like excited on show day. And, you know, being in that in the atmosphere is just something else. So if you're looking for motivation, I highly just suggest, you know, surround yourself with the environment, like put yourself amongst other like minded individuals, you know, because it's it's. I can only imagine how hard it is to stay motivated if you live in an area that's kind of like on the outskirts and you have like no competitors around you, no like competition uh, vibe, you know, yeah. just kind of, you know, on a farm or something. It's hard to get motivated like that because you're not in your in your motivation environment. Like Vegas is perfect for that. Vegas there's, is crazy. You man. go to it's... the grocery store and find a competitor, I'm sure. Yeah. But it's like there's a lot that goes on here, a lot of like gyms that are like competitor friendly, very I like to say it's like the new capital of bodybuilding. I, yeah. I think that I think we outdid uh, Venice Beach. No, for honestly. sure. Everyone from Venice came here. Yeah. It, yeah. So like there's so many like bodybuilder gyms out here now. So I think we outdid we outdid Venice. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a new bodybuilding capital of the world. Las Vegas, Nevada. And we have the well, not this year, but usually we have the Olympia here. <laughs> yeah. Usually. Yeah. It's was, it was funny. I was I was talking about the other day. I was just at a regular gym and there was there was like I was at a regular gym and there was either four or five pros there. It was like a regular gym at a regular time. And I was like, this is crazy. And then I was talking about because the day before there was three prior Mr. Olympia, Miss Olympia people there. 
And I was like, how's this? When does that ever happen? Like anywhere you know? else, it'd be exactly. like, exactly. Yeah, everywhere else, you'd be like fangirling. And I'm just like, I'm like, oh, that's just Jay over there. Like Jay's over there working out, you know, no big deal. Like, you know, you see Mark and Jen at the gym. It's like, oh, it's just Mark and Jen. You know, it's like yeah. just a regular occurrence. Like, it's like, no, that's like, you know, even the current Miss Olympia bikinis here now too. It's like, everyone's here. It's crazy. You just go to the gym. They're here. You know, it's like, it's just so, it's motivating for people and everyone's so nice and they'll take your pictures. They'll take pictures with you, whatever. And uh, it's just like, that's just the normal thing here. You know, it's like mm -hmm. everyone's moves here for it. I so. know where I'm so lucky to be where I'm at and just have the, the routine I have. And I told Adam this last week, I never take it for granted. I am in such a cool spot and I get to come to the contest prep center and see all my coworkers. And we, we specialize in competition preps and it's, it's awesome. And I get to see you and do the posing classes and the booty workouts. It's amazing. Did you so, like that? You did that on Saturday? I did. It was really good. And I was surprised. It's like an actual, actual workout. Like yeah. I didn't, I guess I came in not knowing what to expect, but I burnt my buns on that day. Yeah. It's a full leg day. It's I will a, be there. I will be there on, when we have them. Yeah. It's a full leg day. So yeah, it was fun. Um, so yeah. And then, you know what, speaking of, I'm going to go in, I guess I'll go into this topic because it's come up a lot um, recently because of the prep house thing. Um, so I'm going to go into it because if you guys have been watching on social media, so Phoebe was living at the house for three months before it kind of talks about the environment, right? So Phoebe was living at the prep house for three months before the Olympia. And, um, you know, she was here for the same thing. She wanted the environment. She's like, the environment's so great and everyone's here and just helps me focus and whatnot. And then if you guys were watching on social media, there was a pretty bad, <laughs> pretty bad, um, gosh, it's gross, but it was like a sewage backup. They put the, they put the floors in over an open pipe when I bought the house, which was definitely not to code. Um, they were trying to hide this, you know, to sell the house, flip the house quick and do this. So I got screwed on that. So I'm going to have to do, you know, I have to figure that out legally, apparently with the guy who sold it to me for not disclosing that. But the, um, but anyway, it's a pretty big, um, pretty expensive fix. We had to remove all the floors. There's, um, we call gray water in like the walls and whatnot. And that's the hard part. So, um, but we got it cleaned and taken care of, but there's no floors right now. We have to figure out how to do with this pipe, whatever. So I figured, you know, not going to do the full prep house for right now, at least for a little bit, but we did have some applicants that I brought over. I'm bringing over to do like a two month, you know, quick build type of living in the environment type of house. And this actually just happened and you don't even know about it fully yet. Cause I haven't told you about it. I kind of talked to you about possibly happening. Um, but over the weekend, um, Tina on Sunday actually confirmed that she's going to be, Oh yay, Tina. Tutu Tina is coming down. Yay. So she's going to be down here for about two months and then we're going to awesome. have to remodel the whole house after that. Um, so we're going to remodel the house. We're still going to do it. It's just going to take some time. Um, I don't know how it's going to be restructured or whatever, but we also have Elizabeth who's, who's came down. She came down on She's the pro. Yeah. So we're having, what basically we're going to do is we're going to do this like full on live in Vegas, um, which should have been the prep house thing was kind of like a different spin on it. Cause we're gonna have to remodel the house now. Um, which I don't know how long it's going to be down for after that. Um, there's like no floors in the house right now and they had to like sanitize and all this stuff. So, um, we are doing this basically like live in example of an extreme building phase for like two months. So it's like a two to three month period. They're going to be here for two months, but they're going to, they might carry on for another month on their own. We're working out basically twice a day for like five days, eating heavy and trying to go through this extreme like bikini building type of thing. And we're going to document, it. it's going to be some vlog stuff. Um, so I think that it'll be, it'll be fun to watch. It's a good, good spin on what we, for the time being of what happened. Um, and I'm excited about it, especially putting them in this environment. And Elizabeth yeah. is in from this small Island, um, in the middle of Denmark in Iceland. Ooh. 
there's, there's only 50,000 people on it. She's like, yeah, it's just really, she's like, it's weird because everywhere, the, the whole island, you can drive from one part to the other in three hours. And, um, you know everyone, you leave your door unlocked. It's like totally different. So I was like, that's a hard place to get motivated from. I'm sure yeah. this is like going to be such a shock in a good way. Yeah. So we're going to document it. We're going to see how much muscle we can put on her in a couple months, really go after it, do unorthodox workouts where we're doing like twice a day, like five days a week type of thing. Um, it's going to be pretty extreme. Just throwing, you know, this, like, I don't know if you want to call it, I don't know if it's a Island girl or country girl, whatever, into this, you know, big city, big fitness environment and show around. Uh, Tina's awesome. She's, you'll, you guys will love her. Her, her personality is just crazy. That's actually Ashley's client. She won a overall here in, in Vegas already once. Um, and we just vibe. Me and her just vibe. She's like we get good, along great. She's yeah. a little, little uh, ray of sunshine. She's fun. Yeah. Everyone loves Tina. You know, mm. she was, her name's, we call her Tutu Tina because she was wearing a Tutu one time and just at a fashion show, Asian fashion show. Now that's her name. <laughs> so anyway, that's going to be what's going on. Well, you'll see that. And then, um, yeah, so sorry that's delayed. It was definitely unforeseen. Um, just one day Max came in with Phoebe and he was like, yeah, there's water in the floors and I don't know where it's coming from and you should know about it. And we, the next thing you know, we're ripping up floors and having like, uh, plumbers. And, uh, then I had to test the walls and all these, it's a mess. So yeah. And actually it's funny What makes me, it's, it's not funny, but Ashley told me, she's like, those houses are pretty old. I don't think you're going to be happy if you buy a house in there. Cause I'm like 50 years old, but it's so close to the prep center. I was like the convenience of it. I want to buy a house in there so I can walk to work. And I did it for like a few months. And then I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go to my other house. I just can't get like the amenities of the other house. I'm just so used to now, you know, so it's just, I couldn't do it. So now we might remodel this whole thing and maybe I will like it better. So we'll see. But um, anyway, there was one question that came in on Instagram. Um, that was, if you don't have enough muscle, would you consider doing nationals? It was asked in a different way. It said, uh, okay, here you go. Uh, would you consider going to nationals if the mass probably isn't there? yet or stick to smaller shows until you're certain you are competitively ready okay so uh, what is your take on that ash as a coach i think i think there's two ways to look at it um so if you already know you don't have enough muscle you have to go in knowing you're likely not going to get first call out but one thing you can do i guess if you have the money and you're really ambitious and you really want to try at least you'll see the difference in muscle, right? Yeah. Because you can look at your photos and then you can look at the previous winners' photos from nationals all day. But until you're standing like next to them, you're not going to get an accurate representation because lighting, angles, all of that goes into play. So some people might look a lot more muscular online in their photos, but when you stand next to them, you're like, oh, no, I'm the, I'm the same size. So you can look at it like that, but just keep your expectations in check or you can just hold off. Okay. If you don't, if you're one of those people like, no, if, if I'm not, if I don't have a chance to win a pro card, why go? Then you probably should hold off and build that muscle. And especially if it's like a financial burden on you. Right. Or if you're somebody that, you know, you kind of get disappointed uh, or you'll get disappointed if you don't do well. Right. So yeah. I guess mindset expectations, financial and also lifestyle like do you have the time to take off to go to this national show yeah um i would say that actually to be honest that's pretty much exactly what i would say too uh, on mm -hmm. that you know so more more than anything as a coach what i would say is prepare yourself mentally if you are not if you know you're not ready because it's it's it is a strange thing to me as a coach because i'll tell athletes they're not ready yet they're like, oh, I just want to do it for the experience. And then I'm like, cool, I support that. That's cool. But then a lot of times I'll get the same athletes after the show 
mad about their placing. And I'm yeah. they're like, yeah, I, you know, this and that. And then and they're like super motivated. They might quit coaching or whatever after that. Like, like I did something wrong or something. And I was like, no, I told you going into it, you were going to yeah, get work. that. Yeah. Like, it's, like I never lied to you. Like, and that's yes. the thing. It's important as a coach to like, you have to have those conversations, those, yes. those tough talks. Like the clients might not like it. And I have, I'll piss off a few clients a year and I don't mean to, but I'm not going to lie to you either. I'm not going to. It's much worse to yeah. hype somebody up thinking they're going to win. And when they don't, it's such a big, like, oh. Yeah, I know what comes with with the lie. Like the the guy that's like just the cheerleader. Like I know what comes with it because I'm going to get that conversation either as you didn't prepare me right and you told me I was ready or I'm going to get the conversation as, oh, he's a jerk because he told me I wasn't ready. I'd rather get the conversation of, oh, he's a jerk because he told me I wasn't ready, which was truthful, you know, than being like, oh, yeah, no, you'll be ready. And then like you do it and then you get worked at nationals. And in national, there's no, there's no margin of error. You know, there's not like you can get away with having something not there the judges are too good to see it if I can see it the judges definitely can see it you know yep. and all so, the girls are good you know yeah the ta- talent pool is much much higher you're not really going to see transformation people at these shows they're like the cream of the crop so as long as you know what you're getting into you yeah. know because I do think that's totally correct some of them will be like yeah yeah I'm totally prepared you know I'm just going in for fun and see how I do but then they get like you can tell they're really sad after it's like well you know, we had a talk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so as long as the the expectations are realistic. Yeah. But I think, you do get to see what you look like standing next to him, though. Yeah. You know, we're talking about pro sports here, guys. So, I mean, it's I think because it's so accessible to our audience that they kind of downplay it a little bit. But these are pro sports. Well, you know? not yet. They're, well, not until they get a pro card. But yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like you could go pro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like yeah. it's like your friends go pro your whatever goes pro. So people are like it's accessible. You're like, oh, that girl went pro. Like you see it, right? It's, it's a little, it's, it's different than you'll see like, um, like how many NBA players do you guys know? Like, does anyone know any, you know, like you don't see these things. So it's the same thing. It's a professional sport at the cream of the crop. Like it's, I can't play basketball for two years, three years and being like, then I go up and play one-on-one with LeBron James and get smoked. And then I'm like, well, that sucks. I can't believe, you know, that's, that really hurts my, of course he's going to smash me. (laughs) Like I wasn't, I wasn't at his level yet. You know, that's like, it's pro sports and we have to take that into consideration. And I think people get ahead of themselves with that and the expectations a little bit. So having realistic expectations is going to be a huge thing. If you're going to go to a national show and you're not ready, um, you know, I don't send a lot of people to national shows. I I don't, I, the people I do are generally do pretty well though, because they're going when they're ready. You know, it's pretty rare that someone doesn't get in those like first two top, like the first two top call outs. Um, in a national show that I'm prepping. It's pretty rare. Actually, I don't even know if it happened last year where it was like third or worse, just because I'm like, we're waiting till you're ready. We're waiting till you're ready because this is different. I'd rather you do local shows um, if that's the case. So if the goal is a pro card, I might not even do any local shows with you if that's the goal. If you're not ready, I might wait till next year entirely. It just depends on the person, you know, and how close you are. So definitely. Yeah. I think um, that was, there's another question. I don't think either... Um, so there's a question about any good books I can, you can recommend to soak up good information. I don't think you're not much of a book person, are you? No. So, no. so I'm more of a, if I read any books, it's not going to be like fitness. I just watch book. YouTube. Yeah, me too. It's not going to be like fitness related books. It's more going to be like mindset related books and things like that. So, um, if I, I would say that we need to, maybe in this new year too, we could focus more so on the mindset of you guys being a competitor more so than just the body of being a competitor because the mindset is just as important, you know? And if I have people that succeed, it's because their mindset is strong as well as their body is strong. So one of the things that I would recommend is if you're struggling with that, maybe start, um, you know, talk to Celeste. Celeste has an awesome, um, she has all these workshops. So if you go to celestial.fit, 
um, she has like workshops and self-improvement books and self-improvement workshops. And, um, and she's very specific to the bikini sector. So um, that would be where I would, I would say, but the books I read, I don't think are going to be helpful. Like my favorite books, probably like the book of five rings, which is like a mindset book. Um, it's like a, from like an ancient Japanese warrior. It's actually really good stuff. Um, it's still relevant to today's stuff, but it's not, I don't know. I don't know if you guys would like that, but that's, that's like my favorite thing. So, um, okay. Let's see. Last question. Nope. That's it. All right. All right. I guess wow. that's it for the podcast. Well, yeah. happy new year, everyone. Let's start 2023 off right. You got this. You yeah. got this. It's crazy. We're in 2023 already. I know. You know? Oh, what the hell? Remember 2020? Man. Man. Can we Oof. forget that year? <laughs> it was uh, it was a doozy. That was a doozy. Any year is better than that. Yeah. Putting wow. it in perspective. There you go. Yeah. But you know what? The prep center wouldn't be here in Vegas without that year. So there is some True. I wouldn't here. be in Vegas if it weren't for that year either. Isn't that crazy? Thank you for doing that. Because if I was going to move thank, anywhere. Thank of the COVID. Yeah. There were some good things that came from it. That was, you know, that's one of them at least. If you got to look at the positives. Yes. But. If you didn't move to Vegas, I wouldn't have moved to Vegas. I would have probably went to Texas or Florida, you know? And then, uh, but you came here and then this building was here. We were like, you just got lucky with it, with everything, how it worked out. Man, that was a mess. That was so, that was a lot of fun. That was, it was hard. That was fun though. I'm glad it happened after, after when it's all said and done. Not the COVID, but, right. <laughs> but the year and the everything, because it made this happen. It's so fun now. So anyway, but thank you guys so much. We appreciate it. Everything. Let's kick some ass in 2023. Woo. Look for Ashley on stage. Actually, you should look for Ashley off stage because it's going to be a rare occurrence. That's going to be. It's going to like, Hopefully, <laughs> if I can hang on to this muscle. If she can you know? hang on. Yeah. So anyway, guys, thank you so much. We'll talk to you later. Cockroaches out. Woo.